Hello and welcome to ADHD Fest, the podcast all about adult ADHD with a little bit of law of attraction and self-development thrown in there. How are we all? I'm glad to be able to talk to you because it is summer holidays for me already. Theo is actually off school for like nine weeks and it's totally thrown me off my schedule and this is 100% going to be a bit late, this podcast. It's either going to be a few days late or it might even be a week late by the time I get to edit it. I am coming to you today all the way... Oh, sorry. I'm your host, Tara Pratt. Forgot to tell you that, didn't I? I am coming to you today all the way from my bed. Sat in my bed, I am. And we'll get into why later on. I'm hoping the sound isn't too different, but um, this is going to be an experiment today. So we shall see. Today's podcast is going to be all about giving yourself permission to have an easy ADHD life. Now, this is something that I work on daily. It's something I struggle with daily, but it took me probably about a year to even realize I was struggling with this. So I thought it'd be good to highlight to you today in case it's something you haven't thought of either. So when you're late diagnosed with ADHD, it's a real mind bender. All your life, you've believed that you are absolutely at the same playing level as all these neurotypicals around you. You can actually do some pretty awesome things. There's areas where actually you're better than your friends at some things and quite a lot better. But then it seems like the basics are massively difficult. Now, we're all completely individuals and ADHD affects everyone slightly differently. There's certain behaviours that a lot of us share, but just because you have one certain behaviour or you don't have one certain behaviour doesn't mean you don't have ADHD. It's a mix and it's kind of like a unique mix of symptoms and it comes out as what feels like your personality when you're not diagnosed you have no measure as to what might be affecting your personality so you just assume it is all 100% you and then someone tells you oh by the way you've got ADHD and then you've got to try and sort through okay what parts of my personality are actually just ADHD and not me to the core and it's really hard it's quite confusing to weed that out and I think it's probably because you can't weed it out ADHD is part of your personality and it's coming to accept that so as I was saying there's some things as an ADHD that you might be much stronger at than your peers I know I when I was younger had a really great memory so now my memory is absolutely shot but when I was in school because I had like hyper focus and like a thirst for knowledge I would be off school all the time. But those few times that I was in class, particularly in subjects that I really liked, like biology, I would suck all the information in like a sponge. I'd never do any homework. I'd be off for ages and then I'd just waltz into class on the day of a test and I'd end up getting nearly 100%. And I remember one of my friends saying to me, how how are you doing this? You must be revising at home because you're never in and you get 100% in the tests. But the truth is, at the time, I didn't know it, just thought it was a skill of mine and that I was somehow special. And it is a skill, but it would be my memory and my hyper focus on that certain subject because I loved it so much. I could just take in every single detail and it would be in my brain like a vault. And then when it came to test time, unless I'd missed a specific lesson and a specific whole subject, I would know exactly what the answer was. I only had to be told once. So that was a major 
amazing thing that I could do over and above my peers. Yours might be different. Yours might be that, I don't know, you're amazing in sports and you, or you could give great speeches in school or as an adult. But then I struggled, as I say, with doing my homework. I could not do one piece of homework. It didn't matter whether it was in my favourite subject or my worst subject. Well, especially not in my worst subject, but even in my favourite ones, I could not get myself to sit down once I was home and work out a piece of homework on my own. Obviously, I didn't realise it was ADHD then. I just thought I was lazy. And it's funny because we lie to ourselves. Our minds lie to ourselves because it doesn't make sense in hindsight. I loved the likes of biology. I loved German. I could do the work easily in class. I found it fun. I enjoyed it. I was not bored in class. But when I got home, just to get the paper out of my bag, just to put those sheets on a desk and try and sit down for a minute and concentrate on it was painful. I could not get myself to do it. So that doesn't make sense. (laughs) If I was lazy, then surely I wouldn't want to do the things that I don't like doing. Not, I don't want to do the things that I love to do in school. I didn't have a name for it, so I had to just come up with another reason. And the reason was that I was lazy. What I wanted to say was, when we are late diagnosed with ADHD, we measure ourselves still against neurotypicals. And it's really hard to break that habit. And when we know we're so super good at certain things, say I was super good at my tests, like on the spot tests, even though I'd done no revision or homework, I obviously then think, well, I'm amazing at tests. I do really well. So I should be able to do a simple one-page piece of homework. That's super easy. There's no reason why I shouldn't, as an intelligent person that likes this subject, be able to do this one piece of homework. We know, as ADHDers, that is not the case. Living so long undiagnosed and not realising that you have ADHD makes it really hard, even after you're diagnosed, to wrap your head around that concept that you might be able to do really hard things with ease and the simple, most basic tasks like brushing your teeth, like doing your skincare, like eating a healthy breakfast every day. Those small habits that are just what looks like basic human nature and the foundations of life and super simple, they seem unattainable and it feels so confusing and we just feel like, well, no, I'm intelligent. I can do this really hard thing, therefore I should be able to do this other really basic, simple thing. And we get mad at ourselves. And what I've found I do is I just keep banging my head against that brick wall. I just keep trying to do it the same way I've always tried to do it and always failed. I keep trying to do it the neurotypical way, the way other people do it, because I technically should, in quotation marks, be able to. And that is what this podcast is all about today. It's taking the should out of it. It's not that we can't do these simple things. It's just we can't do them the way neurotypicals do them. And it's really hard to accept it. But once you do, your life will become so much better. The lives of people around you will become so much better. We need to accept that some of the basics need to be made even more basic. Just because 
a hundred people that you know do something a certain way doesn't mean you need to do it that way too. And this includes when we're looking at the self-development world. So I'm heavily into self-development. It's part of this podcast and manifestation, the law of attraction. A lot of people have written books and instructions on how you can do it. Really simple instructions. And we feel like, okay, this has worked for someone else. So it's going to work for me. But the truth is, no. Even if you're neurotypical, not everything someone else does is going to work for you. We need to make our lives easier. We need to take a step back, accept that we've been trying it the normal way, normal in quotation marks again, for a long time and it hasn't worked and it's time to try something new. So I thought I'd give you some examples of this just so that you understand exactly what I'm talking about. The thing that actually inspired today's pod happened just a couple of days ago. I had uh, absolute disaster on my hand and I've totally stolen that word from the Clean With Me podcast but I had a sink full of pans that needed washing and they'd been there for a couple of days to be honest because Pete does a lot of the cooking and then I do the cleaning up. He does the cleaning up now and again like on a Sunday or something but nine times out of ten that's my job and it's kind of unspoken. We both know that that's my job. So I had this sink full of pans and they needed washing and I kept looking at them and I knew they needed washing but I was completely overwhelmed because we're also simultaneously working on an extension to the kitchen so I kept putting it off and then I realized that actually the dishwasher was empty and I could just put all the pans in there but as I had that thought I felt like this deep resistance inside me like no can't just put all the pans in the dishwasher these big pans it felt like a strong resistance because it felt really wasteful and it's bad for the environment, which is absolutely true. You shouldn't be using like extra water if you don't need to, Um, the energy of the electric, things like that. You know, it isn't good for the environment and I could just hand wash them. I've done it before. I've done hand washing. It's not a hard job to do. I could do it. I had the time to do it. I had the ability to do it in my mind, the physical ability So why would I put them in the dishwasher and waste water and do something bad for the environment when I could just do it myself? That's just being lazy. And I caught myself in that thought and I thought, oh my God, Tara, you've got ADHD. You might have the physical ability to do it, but you don't have the mental capacity to do it today. You're overwhelmed, you're overstimulated. And what's going to happen is you're just going to keep putting it out of your mind. You're just going to procrastinate. You're just going to keep being overwhelmed. And then tonight, some more pans are going to be there or worse. You're going to come to cook and there's going to be no pans to use and everyone's going to be upset with you and you're going to be hungry. So I really had a word with myself and I was thinking, okay, we know why you don't want to put them in the dishwasher, but what happens if you don't put them in the dishwasher? So let's think about that. If I didn't put them in there, I would have left them in the sink longer which would have been damaging to my mental health because all I do, I don't know about you, but when I know there's a job to be done and I can see it in my eye line, it feels so overwhelming. So that would definitely be damaging to my mental health. And also maybe to my family's physical health because we can't have just dirty pans with old food hanging around for ages. And it would also lead to more overwhelm and burnout if you know any of the kids get sick or it comes to cooking dinner and there's no pans and then you've got to force your way through it then. That's all going to lead to overwhelm and burnout. 
I've got to accept that I can't do things perfectly and in an environmentally friendly way all the time and stay healthy. So I filled the dishwasher with all the pans that would fit, turned it on, and guess what? I instantly felt relieved. As soon as I did it, I was like, oh my God, that feels so good. An hour went by, I did it on a quick wash and the pans were absolutely gleaming, all done. I could put them away straight away. It was a massive mental load off my shoulders and I realised how many times have I done this? How many times have I looked at pans in the sink at a completely empty dishwasher that they could have gone into? But instead, I've tortured myself thinking about these pans for ages because I refused to make my own life easier. And make an accommodation for myself. We've got to accept if we have adult ADHD, it is a disorder. It is something that we need support, we need help with. And that support doesn't always come from other people. It can come from ourselves. So if you have, this is a very specific problem, but if you have a dishwasher and you're only putting dishes in it and you like hand washing pans. I don't know who told me that that was the rule that you could only hand wash pans because there's a whole setting on the dishwasher that is for pans. But for me, it's just because when you're putting dishes in, there's always a lot of dishes that go in, you know, into the racks. It covers a lot of different pieces of cutlery, cups, plates. Whereas when you're putting pans in, they're so big you're only getting in like five to eight pans. So it feels like a real waste of the cycles in my mind. And I was refusing to make it easier on myself because I thought, no, I'm capable, I'm intelligent. I am physically able, I should wash pans. But guess what? You can argue with yourself all you want. You're still not gonna wash the pans and it's bad for everyone. So just give yourself that permission Tell yourself you need an accommodation for your ADHD and throw them in the dishwasher. And I'm going to come up with some other ideas for you at the end to make your life easier too, if dishes are your problem. Another example is a very current example, and that is the fact that I'm doing this podcast from bed with no headphones, even though I always use headphones. Basically, the way I do this podcast, Pete, my husband, also has a podcast and he does it five nights a week. He's like paid to do one on an American network called Locked On Marlins. So he has a professional microphone set up, um, but it's set up in the lounge in the living room downstairs. We haven't got the office sorted in the house yet, unless you've been living under a rock or you've never listened to this podcast before. We are renovating the house that we live in and we've been doing it for years and it will probably still be going on for years because we're living in it while we're doing it and we're doing it bit by bit. Anyway, that means we haven't got an office and the best place to do it in the house for him five nights a week is in the living room because obviously the kids are in bed at night so we can't really do it in the spare room because it's a bit loud. For whatever reason, he does it in the living room and he also uses that spot during uh, work during the days when he's working from home because it's good lighting for Zoom and stuff. So when I do my podcast, I just slip right into the setup he's already got. I take my laptop down and I use his microphone and I sit in the exact same spot in the living room. The only problem with that is I am quite self-conscious about my podcast. I don't really want the kids listening in. I don't really want Pete listening in, although I basically finish the pod and then go and tell him all about it anyway. It just makes me feel like distracted if I can hear other people in the house while I'm doing it. So I like the house to be empty. And at the moment, the house is never empty 
Theo finished school a week ago, so he's home all the time and nothing stops him from running in the room. It doesn't matter if I'm doing a podcast or not. And I we've had a brilliant week. We've had the best time. We've been hanging out every day and it's been lovely. But I'm tired. I'm really tired. I'm feeling run down. It's a few days off a monthly visit and I'm just not in the mood to podcast and in my mind I'd scheduled okay I'm gonna do it at night when he's in bed but the problem with that is in my mind I still know they're in the house and also I'm shattered so it just hasn't happened and that's why the podcast is late but this morning Theo has gone to tennis and swimming and my husband has taken him and taken arts my stepdaughter as well, my husband's daughter. So all three of them are out and I've got the house to myself for one hour. And I'm also really shattered. And I was thinking, oh God, I don't want to get out of bed. And oh God, I've got to do this podcast and I really need to do it. And you know, the more pressure you put on yourself, particularly when you've got ADHD, the less you're actually going to do something. And I was like, oh God, it's cold in the lounge. And we've got like massive windows in there. It's really lovely. And it's got like nice views over the front of the house across these fields beautiful but we didn't put curtains in there because the view's so nice that I just wanted it to always be a lovely view and no one can shut the curtains and to be honest I didn't want to get dressed I wanted a lazy morning it's Sunday morning and I'm shattered I'm I've been the full-time carer for Theo who's six all week And I wanted an hour to myself in bed, not dressed, just slobbing out. But I also needed to do this podcast. And I was like, oh God, I'm not going to get this podcast done again. And I was like, but I really want to. I really want to carry on with ADHD Fest podcast, mostly for myself. But also I get messages from you every week and I don't want to let you down because he's off for nine weeks. So I cannot ignore this podcast for nine weeks. Luckily, he is in summer camp for a couple of days here and there. So hopefully, maybe I'll try and batch some. But then I thought to myself, why can't I do my podcast from bed? What is there that physically stops me from doing this podcast in bed? And the answer is nothing. The only thing that stops me from being in bed, in my scruffs, where no one can see me, comfy, doing this podcast, is my own brain. Because I tell myself, you can't podcast to people in bed that's not professional that's not how you do it you must go downstairs and you must sit nicely and record a podcast and you must be very professional but what who gave me those rules is that because my husband does it five nights a week because he's neurotypical that's how he can do it that's what's easiest for him bear in mind he's doing it in the middle of the living room which is all our space And he doesn't care because that's what's convenient for him. (laughs) So why can't I make it convenient for me? So I went downstairs and I've carried the microphone all the way upstairs. And that's why I'm hoping that the sound is still okay for this pod. Otherwise, I'll be really upset. But yeah, I'm just sat. I'm in a hoodie. I'm in shorts. I've got my covers all over me. I'm sitting with all my snacks next to me, my little snack box next to the bed that I have, and I'm just loving life, and I'm recording a podcast. So why, oh why, would I make my own life difficult and insist that I do things the exact right way? It, I think it's part of feeling worthy enough, feeling deserving of being able to accommodate yourself, It feels like you're being entitled sometimes when you're like, well, I'm not going to do it that way. I'm going to do it the the shortcut, the easy way. 
it feels like you're cheating. It feels like you're not as good as other people who can do it the quote right way. But realistically, it's all the same result. In fact, it's not the same result. It's a much worse result if you're trying to force yourself a square peg into a round hole because all that would end up happening is I wouldn't do this podcast and you'd be disappointed and I would be disappointed in myself. So I've made my life easier by cutting the corner and doing it from bed and I invite you to think and ask yourself the question, where can I make my life easier? Where in my life am I making things harder than they need to be? And it will surprise you where it comes up. Just try and think as you're going about your day. If there's something you're not enjoying, no matter how basic it is, even if it's brushing your teeth, as basic as that, if you find it painful and it's a real chore and you've got to force yourself into it, think to yourself, how am I making this harder than it needs to be? I used to keep my toothbrush in the bathroom and I bought like special tubs and stuff to like keep your toothbrush nice and clean. But I just couldn't help every time that I went in there thinking about all the germs that are in the bathroom. So I thought to myself, why do I need to keep my toothbrush in the bathroom? That's like the unwritten rule of society that toothbrushes stay in the bathroom. But I don't want it to be in there where I can't see it and I can't see what germs are going on it. So now I keep it on my bedside table. That is where my toothbrush is. And what makes it good for me is it reminds me to brush my teeth so I don't forget. I can see my toothbrush physically on my bedside table and as I'm talking I'm thinking I'm going to get myself a little pot at the moment it's on a tray like lying down but actually that grosses me out so why don't I just get myself a little pot and it'll take up less space on my bedside table just random things are going to surprise you where you're making your life harder and you don't even think about it because it's automatic from when you weren't diagnosed firstly I want to go through some reasons why you may subconsciously not want to choose the easy route because I just want to highlight it for you so you can really think about it because a lot of these things I didn't consciously ever think. I never thought to myself, oh, it freaks me out that there's germs on my toothbrush in the bathroom. I just knew I felt gross about it. But when I stepped back and thought, I thought that's why. So I just thought this might spark something in you if we go through the reasons and then I'm going to give you some ideas to make your life easier. Okay, Number one is the environment. And this is a big one for me. It might not be for you, but I do care about the environment. I do care about recycling. And this is a big one that holds me back because I find it, there's something in me, some belief that finds it immoral not to recycle where you can, not to make the most of helping the environment. But what I found was I was really struggling by doing that my health my own health was struggling because I don't drink enough water never ever do tap water in our house if you go out onto the road is it's lead piping once you get off our property it is lead piping and the thought of that was putting me off drinking the tap water we got a filter in the fridge which helped a lot and I bought myself a really fancy water bottle a plastic one well I've tried every water bottle you can possibly think of I've tried plastic I've tried glass And none of them have worked for me because I forget where they are. I lose them. Then they go like moldy. Then I'm trying to clean them, but it freaks me out because I feel like they've got mold in them and I want to throw them away and buy a new one. But that defeats the object because obviously I'm trying to be environmentally friendly here. 
I was getting quite dehydrated and not drinking enough water. And I thought, you know what? I've just got to give in. I've just got to start drinking bottled water, which to me is like nails down a chalkboard. But it was a choice between, okay, do something bad for the environment and get throwaway bottles of water or be completely unhealthy and not be able to live a normal day-to-day life for my for myself and my family and when you look at it that way like the choice is easy you just got to get over it so I pushed through and I started drinking bottled water and I honestly it's the best way for me I get big massive tubs of multiple water bottles and I get through two to three a day and it's been so much better for my health but side note it was a happy ending because I managed to find a compromise I drink a lot of the Highland Spring. That's my favourite water. I'm not affiliated with them, so don't come at me. I'm not sponsored. But they actually do an eco bottle now. So it's made of 100% recycled material and then you can recycle the bottle as well. And I do make sure to always recycle my bottles, even though I do get through a lot of them. Um, The fact that they're eco bottles and 100% recycled makes me feel a little bit better. And also I'm healthier because of the water. Another reason why we might not want to choose the easy route is a fear of judgment from other people. I know I've been laughed at before for my endless lists that are all over the door or whatever. People do judge because they're like, that's so easy. Why are you making it even, why are you dumbing it down even more for yourself? And my question is now, why is not everyone dumbing things down? Like, why do we, why does anyone have to make things harder for themselves? Yes, neurotypicals might be able to do it the normal way that society expects. But why why not just make it easy on yourself? What is the problem? Why are we judging other people on how they do simple, basic tasks? And in our busy lives, why make anything harder for ourselves? Isn't it best if we all have a bit of ease and light in our lives? Also, we might have self-judgment. And I have a lot of this and I, I really work on it to try and get rid of it and find more acceptance for myself and be kinder but it's really hard to unravel those patterns that we've lived for for years I was diagnosed when I was 34 years old I've got 34 years of self-judgment to work through it's still hard not to jump to oh I'm just lazy we really need to work on that because we're not lazy and we do have a reason for it now another reason is might be a lack of acceptance we still believe that lie that we can do it in the hard normal way and thinking it means we're less of a person and a failure if we can't so there's a meme going around about ADHD saying ADHD is I mean I'm paraphrasing here but it says something like ADHD is telling yourself every night that tomorrow is the day you're going to be disciplined get up early eat healthy and do everything right and believe in it and repeat you know that's what we do to ourselves we lie every day because in our minds we know we're capable because we're physically capable and we're not understanding that it's a problem in our brains. It's a physical difference in our brains that make us incapable. It's not that we can't pick up a dish and scrub it. We can, but our brains are fighting against us. So you really need to work on coming to terms with reality and the fact that even if you can do a job today, tomorrow you might not be able to do that same job. And it's because of a physical difference. It is a physical disability we just can't see it because it's internal. So working on acceptance and not believing our own lies when our minds tell us, yeah, you could do that easy. 
that means we can't possibly be a failure just for doing something the easy way. The result is absolutely the same and the result is success. And I want to leave you on the reasons why we might not want to choose the easy route. Dr. Alex um, from Love Island actually is on TikTok and he's been late diagnosed with his ADHD and he was telling a story yesterday about how it's completely easy for him to go down and speak to the Prime Minister in number 10 Downing Street. He finds that absolutely a doddle. But he has been struggling for six months to organise a cupboard in his own house. He's finding it really difficult to organise one cupboard in his house and he's put it off and put it off. And yet he can go and speak to the Prime Minister at number 10. So that is a massive example of how ADHD works. It's nothing to be ashamed of absolutely nothing to be ashamed of in fact it inspires us to do some absolutely wonderful important things and the small basics we feel like we should be able to do yes it's heartbreaking that we can't do them with ease but we can make them easier and I would argue that I would rather be good at the important stuff the big things than the basic task okay some ideas for you for ease Paper plates and cups, particularly when you are in burnout, using cups and cutlery that you can throw away really does make a difference. And I know this isn't environmentally friendly and we're not going to do it all the time unless we absolutely have to. But if it's a toss up between your mental health and your well-being and your physical health or washing dishes, which you won't do anyway, then we're going to go for the disposable stuff. And I know sometimes it's a little bit expensive at the moment. Another option is to line your plates. So all you want to do is get um, baking paper, greaseproof paper, just like they do in a fast food restaurant or whatever. You're just going to get a big roll of that and you're going to cut it off and you're going to put it on your plate before you eat something. You're also going to put it on your cookware. So like your baking trays before you put something in, you're going to put parchment paper on it. And all that's going to mean is it's minimal cleanup. You can just throw away that piece of paper afterwards, give the plate a rinse and you're all good. Another one is multiples of things like makeup or chargers. So I fought this for a long time and I'm really not sure why. Maybe because it felt like an unnecessary expense, but buying extra chargers. I've got a charger in every room. Pete's got a charger in every room because he's a devil for stealing them and then you can't find them. It took me a long time to just be like, no, we need more than one charger each. (laughs) And I don't know why it took me so long. I think it was the cost, but it's only a one-off cost. And the thing is, if they stay in plug sockets around your house in the same room, you're less likely to lose them because you're not moving them. They just stay plugged in. And so long-term, you're actually saving yourself because the amount of chargers I've lost and then had to buy new actually probably has costed more. And then makeup, I think I've said this on another pod, but I have a makeup bag for the house and a makeup bag for the car. And then I have like a little mini kit in my gym bag as well. So I have like lip balm and a bit of moisturizer. And again, I put off doing this because buying doubles of your makeup can be really expensive. So what I ended up doing was as things were getting old in my main makeup bag. So say I had like half a bottle left, but I'd had it for quite a long time. I then put it into my spare makeup bag for the car or I buy travel minis for the car and that's worked out so well just having multiples of it you're never 
at a loss and you're always organized and it just makes your life much, much easier. Another one is having clear storage and clear organizational tools. I have bought this for a long time because I like the look of minimalism and not that I have it in my house, let's get that straight. But when I look at like organizational pages or home decor books, I love the fact that they don't have anything on show, that it's all put away and everything has a place. Like you open drawers and it's all sectioned. The fact is, I have tried to do this so many times. And when you do it, stuff just ends up out everywhere, not put away. Because with my kind of ADHD and with a lot of your ADHD, out of sight is out of mind. And I have hoarding tendencies, so I buy a lot of stuff. And if I can't see it, I won't use it or I'll rebuy this exact same thing and I'll end up with four of the same thing. So having clear storage, although it might look messier than when everything's completely put away and you've got not clear storage, it looks a lot cleaner, a lot more organized than having your stuff absolutely everywhere. And when things are in clear boxes, clear organizational tools, that's when you can see them and you don't need them to be out everywhere. You see them, you use them, and it's just a lot more helpful and make your life easier. Make your life easier, guys. And this works as well for manifesting or self-help. Have all your tools in one place. So I've been trying to get up early in the mornings. I know that is crazy, but I've actually been achieving it. I don't know how, but I just thought I'd give it a go one last try. And I've been getting up like 15 to 20 minutes earlier. And what I do is we're lucky enough to have a spare room because neither of our families live nearby. So we wanted a house with a spare room. So I literally just put the book I'm reading and whatever hobby or project I've got, plus my journal and a pen in the spare room. And I'll get up and I'll go straight into the spare room, get in bed in there. And I've got everything I need right there. And then I don't have to dig it out. But also it's not messy just hanging around like next to my bed. And then I've got to take it into the spare room it's set up ready to go for me and one other thing I wanted to share which does make your life easier or at least made my life easier is goblin tools if you haven't seen it already it's an app you can download if you use it on browser it's free but I prefer the app because then I can always find it really easily goblin tools um I think it was 99p on apple and it's an ai tool and you can make a to-do list but say I put clean kitchen there's a button, it looks like a magic wand. You click on the button and it breaks down clean the kitchen into steps that you can do. It's basically like executive function outside of your brain. I absolutely love it. It's definitely making my life easier and giving me simple instructions to follow just makes my life a whole lot better. So that is everything I've got to share for today. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope the sound's okay as I'm doing it from bed. But one thing I just wanted to reiterate before I leave you is to ask yourself that question. What am I making harder than it needs to be? And I would also love to hear your ideas because as I say, this is a concept I am constantly working on. Things are coming up all the time that I didn't notice I was making hard on myself. So if you have any, I wouldn't say they're hacks because it's not making something more efficient. It's just more of an accommodation. So if you have any accommodations that you use that make your life easier, please come and share them with us. Maybe come and share them in the Facebook group actually because then everyone can read them like rather than DMs. Come and share in their tips and tricks for all of us to use. We're steadily growing in that Facebook group. 
but I haven't been paying it much attention because no one's really written in there yet and I want to interact with other people rather than just be talking to myself. The Facebook group is ADHD Fest, the group, find your fire, find your flow, completely private group and I have to accept you into there, you answer like some questions, so only people with ADHD or that listen to the pod or whatever are in there, so you're safe um, to come and share. And I hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast. Come and say hello to me over on TikTok and Instagram. Instagram, I'm ADHD Fest. TikTok, I'm ADHD underscore Fest. You can also find me over on Facebook on that group. And I hope you all have a lovely week. Bye. One quick thing before I go. If you are in burnout and overwhelm at the moment and want more of these tips and tricks... They are also in my burnout Bible. It's a handbook that helps you to work through your issues and your current overwhelm and find out what type of overwhelm you're in. Because did you know the seven different types of rest that you might need? So this is going to help you figure out exactly what you need to do. And it's so easy. There's hardly any work to it, especially part two. It's quiz style. It takes all of the thinking and decision making completely out of it. Part one is for when you're not burnt out that you can fill in yourself, but you can absolutely skip to part two if you're in burnout right now. Also, don't forget there's a freebie down below if you're not yet diagnosed and you're in the UK, go and check that out. It's a bundle of all the forms that you might need to apply for diagnosis. Love you all guys. See you next week.